The text for the sermon this day is taken from Luke chapter 11, which was read earlier. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. This, the last three weeks, we have been hearing a lot about the work of the devil. At, on the first Sunday of Lent, the reading was of Jesus being tempted in the wilderness by the devil. Last Sunday was about a woman, the Canaanite woman and her daughter who was being tormented by a demon. This week we begin where Jesus is talking about Jesus has just cast out a demon and because of this he is accused of being casting out these demons by Beelzebul. Now do any of you happen to know what Beelzebul means, out of curiosity? It liter literally means Lord's, Lord of the Flies, which is where the name of that book, where that, the book gets its name, because the understanding is that those children are possessed, are being controlled by the devil. So he is accused of this. And so when they accuse him of this, he gives this interesting little parable. He says, When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are safe. So who is this first strong man? This first strong man is the devil. What is his kingdom or what's his good and his treasures? You are his treasure and his goods. Because when we are born, we are born servants of the devil. We are born belonging to him. We are born dead in our sins and our trespasses. This is, this is the reason why Luther, in his order of baptism, has these, these words. The Word of God also teaches that we are all conceived and born sinful and are under the power of the devil until Christ claims us his own. Therefore, depart, you unclean spirit, and make room for the Holy Spirit in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That is an exorcism. In Luther's order of baptism, there was an exorcism to start. In fact, for many hundreds and thousands of years, the church had a rite of exorcism attached to baptism. And the reason is, is because of the understanding that when we are born, we are born with the devil working hard inside of us. And when a child is baptized... That the devil is getting the eviction notice and saying, you're done, Go, get out of here, make room for the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is the stronger man that Jesus is talking about. 
He is the one that comes in and kicks him out. This happens whenever a person comes to faith. Because you see, contrary to what we might think, even though a, a newborn baby, as innocent as they look, as yesterday, um, Audrey is, let's get a last name, but if he's at, is it Lorch officially? Okay. Audrey Lorch was born early yesterday morning. Beautiful young girl. Looks innocent. But even she is born into sin. Every single one of us is born dead. That is why we need baptism. And so when we are baptized, when we come to faith, the devil is exercised and we come to a new life. We become a new creation. That's why I love this wonderful image I heard of a pastor where this couple, for whatever reason, when they brought the child to be baptized, the child had no clothes on. Don't know why, but that was the way it was. And the pastor saw it as an awesome opportunity. And he decided instead of filling up the baptismal font with water, he left it empty and he got a huge pitcher of water and just filled it. And then he just doused the child in water. And one of the older members of his congregation was in the back and says, what is he doing to that child? And another older member was pretty wise and said, he's killing him. Which, that is what's happening in baptism. The sinful nature is being put to death. And the new one coming to life. But see, when Jesus was baptized... The very next thing that happened was he went into the wilderness for 40 days and he was being tempted by the devil. What happens the minute we come to faith? The devil doesn't go, doesn't give up. Basically, he stands, he sits outside in the bushes, kind of like a bad peeping Tom or whatever, and he just sits in there and he's just whispering constantly, trying to get back into the house. Kind of like a dog that misbehaved and you send them out. He's, he is saying every, doing everything he can, giving his best version of his puppy dog, puppy dog eyes to let you, get you to let him in. He'll say things like, say things like, you know, life would be so much better when you had me in control. When you have that, when you have Jesus running the wheel, being at the center of yourself, you can't have fun. You don't get to enjoy life. Life is short. Come on, enjoy it. He whispers. And he keeps working on us. And time to time, we give in. We give in to the temptations he gives us. And we fall into sin. And actually, not time to time, a lot more than time to time. Quite frequently we do. And see, the devil hopes that one of those sins will be the sin that leads us away from the faith. That it is that one of those sins that would lead us to the unforgivable sin. Blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. To reject the Holy Spirit. To walk away from the faith. 
And he hopes that even if he cannot get us, even if he cannot seduce us into unbelief, at the very minimum, maybe he could get someone else to fall away because of us. Maybe he could get them to see how we act. They see how we act. Perhaps we might act like be living in total recklessness, total disregard for God's law, not caring. Or perhaps we could act completely self-righteous and act as if we are keeping God's law, as if we do not need his forgiveness. Both of them the devil is equally satisfied with. Because he knows that he could get the outside world to look at him and say, look at those Christians, they think they're better than they really are. Or to look at us and say, and see our sins and say, what hypocrites. Or perhaps he wants the world to get to look at us and see how we act as if the God does not really matter. How often we end up living our life where we're trying to find a way and a place to fit God in. Notice that problem? We're trying to fit God into our life. Fit in the time to, to study his word. Fit in the time to come to, work, come to the divine service. Fit in a time to, to spend time in prayer. We should not be trying to fit God in. When we try to fit him in, that means he's at the bottom of our priorities and not really our God. Everything that we decided that we're fitting God, that we're trying to fit God in around, that is our God above him. And the devil loves to get us to pay attention, loves to have us work at that. And he wants the outside world to look and say, How important can Jesus be if this is the way the Christians act regarding him? And it gives every reason to stay away. And so the devil is always working. And the thing is, the devil is a lot more clever than we realize. Do any of you, how many of you are familiar with the song, The Devil Went Down to Georgia? Okay, I figured majority if you know that one. How many now you're familiar with maybe familiar with that song? I don't know if how many of you realize it's actually from, it's based upon an act based upon a story. Uh, I think it's Daniel Webster. I think was the story. And how, how many of you realize that Johnny lost in that story? That the reason that he won that fiddle of gold was because the devil let him win. Because the devil didn't care about whether or not he gave up his fiddle of gold. All he cares is that he got Johnny's soul. And he did. That song is actually a tragedy. And many don't realize it. Because the devil loves to make us think that we won. When in reality... He has won us for his kingdom. And that is what we're fighting against. That is the danger. That is why while we're on this earth, we are part of what's called the church militant. 
We act so easily as if we are not at war, but we are constantly at war with the spiritual in the spiritual world. We are constantly at war with the devil. And when the devil drags us down and he convinces someone to kick the Holy Spirit out, to kick Jesus out, and say they don't need him, the devil doesn't come back by himself. As Jesus says here, he comes back with seven of his buddies. Seven who are even stronger. So that when he, he sets up shop again in your heart, he has seven of them, seven others with, talking to you. And the de Jesus, the Holy Spirit, cannot get through so easily. That's why it says in Scripture, it is easier to convert somebody who never believed in Jesus than it is to convert someone who fell away. Because the devil works doubly on them. So that is why it is so important in this world that we fortify ourselves against the devil. And the way we do that is we turn to the one who defeated the devil. The season of Lent, this first half of the season of Lent, we are hearing this talk about the devil because we are reminded of our sin and how often we are led into temptation. This is why our alleluias go away. That's why the services don't have the same level of joy you have in the other times. Because we don't celebrate our sin. It is a time that we grieve our sin because it is the cause of the death of this world. The death of everyone. And so we are preparing our hearts and minds. And in the few week, next, next week we're going to get a glimpse into why we're getting ready for that. But the week after, we begin to get ready for the cross. The cost of our sin but also where our sin was defeated. And the reason we restrain ourselves is because when Easter comes, it is so much more joyful. You realize all of a sudden how great that victory was. It meant that we who were destined for hell are destined for eternity. That's what we're getting our hearts and minds ready for. That's why as we focus on our sin, as we focus on the season of repentance, we're going to hit Easter and alleluia's are going to be bursting out and it's going to be like, I think like hundreds of them, probably not that much, but a lot of alleluia's throughout that service. The organ, the music is going to be joyful, it's going to be triumphant. And then you get to the day of Pentecost and yes, Day of Pentecost is just as important as Easter. Sadly, we have Christmas and Easter Christians. In reality, we should have Easter and Pentecost Christians, if anything. Because without Pentecost, you're dead in your sins. Because Pentecost is the day that the Holy Spirit came. Pentecost is the birthday of the church. Without Pentecost, there's no Easter. Without, without Good Friday, there's no Easter. You need all three of them. But the thing that, but that is what fortifies us against the devil is that Jesus died on the cross. He defeated the devil. 
He rose from the dead, and he sent the Holy Spirit by whom we are, that we are infused, who we are granted that strength. And so every time we hear his word, every time we go to prayer, every time that we pray the Psalter, every time that we sing a good hymn, every time we come to the divine service, every time we confess our sins, every time we receive the, that we call to mind our baptism, we are being fortified against the attacks of the devil. That's why that first hymn that we sing was God's own child, I gladly say it, I am baptized into Christ. It is a response to the devil when he comes and he's whispering outside the door and he's saying, come on, let me in. You just say, I am baptized into Christ. Or even a better word that you're really good to say to him, liar. Call him what he is. He's a liar. Tell him, be quiet. Tell him, shut up. There's anyone to ever say shut up to, it is the devil, because he's a liar. And God, and where God's word is, he cannot stand. That's why Jesus says, Blessed, rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Not that you keep it perfect, not when it says you keep, it's not about obedience. It's not about whether or not you never sin. Rather, it is keep it as in treasure it. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and treasure it. Keep God's word. Treasure it. Be steadfast in it. For where that is, the devil doesn't stand a chance. May it be so for us until Jesus returns. Amen. The grace, peace, and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, keep you in the one true faith and a life everlasting. Amen. We continue by singing hymn 716.